Hello, everyone. This is Adam Witte welcoming you to this month's Author Success University Teleseminar presented by Advantage Media Group, the business growth publisher. Every month, our Author Success University Teleseminar provides how-to information for authors. We teach you how to create, publish, and market a book to grow your business. Oftentimes, as is the case today, we feature highly successful authors who will share with you how they have built their business with a book. Today, my guest is Pete Gilfillan, a consultant at Franchise and author of Hire Yourself, Control Your Own Destiny Through Franchise Ownership. On today's teleseminar, Pete and I are going to discuss how he's used his book to successfully grow and market his business. But before we get started, let me first tell you a little bit more about our guest. Pete Gilfillan is a passionate business leader who helps people achieve their dreams of career independence through franchise ownership. With over 20 years of experience as a corporate executive, including being a senior executive at a Fortune 3 company, Pete brings a wide breadth of experience to his work as a franchise consultant. Since 2011, Pete has been working with Franchise to help potential franchisees gather information, evaluate opportunities, and make smart selections in franchise ownership. In his role of helping each candidate find his or her optimum investment and lifestyle choice. Pete himself is also a franchise owner, as well as helping hundreds of people pick out their perfect franchise. Pete would tell you, in fact, he'll probably tell you in just a few minutes, that helping uh, people pick a franchise and, and achieve the dream of franchise ownership is the most fulfilling and rewarding professional calling that he's had in his life thus far. On this call, Pete and I are going to share with you how being an author has helped him increase his visibility, his credibility, and ultimately how it's helped him grow his business. So with that whopper of an introduction, Pete, welcome to the call. Oh, thanks, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Pete, let, let's just jump right in. Uh, I want you to give our listeners kind of the quick background. You know, I read your formal bio, but maybe give us the quick background of, of what were the events and happenings that led up to you ultimately uh, beginning this book project. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, so what I did is back in 2013, I decided I wanted to write a book. And the backstory on that is, is that as a kid growing up, I had severe learning disabilities. And, in fact, my high school counselor basically told me not even to go to college because I would fail. And that fueled me, of course. And I went off to go to college, graduated, and went on to be a ex senior executive at uh, Ford Motor Company uh, and other large corporations. And, and what I found was is that I always had dreamed of being a business owner and as I was a corporate executive. And so I finally had my calling in 2007 to go out there and start uh, investing in businesses. And one of the things that I learned in business was to increase your credibility was to, you know, really kind of figure out how you do that. And I thought in 2013, as I got more and more involved with helping people find franchising, that a book would be a great way to, one, improve my credibility, and number two, improve, um, you know, just the, the ability to help people. And so I set off writing the book in 2013, and I have to tell you, I'm not a good writer. Uh, my learning disabilities, and I was very fortunate to go with Advantage Media Group because I got connected with Patty Boyson, and Patty Boyson and the entire publishing team, I, I had a kind of a good draft of the book as we went through the process, but it was kind of primarily mine, and it just 
it wasn't competitive. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. So thanks to the help of Patty and the entire publishing team, they helped me get the resources that I needed to, to take this book and make it the best it could be, something that I could be proud of. And so I can finally say that I can check that off my bucket list. I've accomplished something that, you know, I wasn't supposed to graduate from college yet, do anything, and here I've got a book, and as a matter of fact, it's a bestseller at Amazon. So, Well, you know, it's a cool story for a couple of reasons. Number one is, um, you know, accomplishing dreams and, and checking items off your bucket list. It's a lot of fun for us at Advantage to be a part of that with our authors. Um, but the second thing that, that I think is really important, too, is that I would suspect that that the topic of franchise ownership and, you know, what kind of franchise do I buy and, and what's a good fit for me, that, that's got to be one of the most common questions that people that are exploring business ownership ask. And the, the topic lends itself so perfectly to a book. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, one of the things is I work with people all the time that are in career transition. Uh, maybe they're unhappy. They've got a great corporate job, but they're unhappy. And, and you know, bottom line is, is that uh, people are out there, they're looking for the next path, especially when they're in their late 40s, 50s, and 60s, where they just don't know what the next step is. And so my book provides a compelling opportunity for them to learn about a new path, which is franchise ownership. And many people, I think, have that underlying uh, sense that they want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe they haven't had the courage. Maybe they didn't understand a path. And so what my book does is kind of explains franchising, explains, hey, what kind of characteristics do you have to have to be a franchisee and how to find a franchise? And then, of course, if you do invest in a franchise, how to be successful with it. Yeah, I would just think that, that there's so many burning questions that people have that, that your book answers, and the, the topic suits itself um, so well to a book. I, I just think it's great. So, so, so let's talk about the book, and, and specifically let's talk about what it's done for your business. So, you know, how has adding the word author to your professional biography um, had an impact on your business and, and helped you grow your business? Yeah, great question. So I think from the standpoint, one, it increases my credibility. So when I'm talking to somebody that maybe is considering utilizing my consulting, you know, I tell them that I'm an author. And by just saying you're an author, I think that gives you that, that credibility. And that's something that I was looking for with writing the book. But more importantly, the book has now become a tool for me. It's a tool that I can, you know, use as I'm working with people. So when I get a candidate and I'm starting to work with them or they're considering working with me, I send them a copy of my book. And so they get to touch it and feel it and read it, and they understand that, one, I'm for real, that my service and what I do, I understand it, and I'll do a great job taking care of them. But more importantly is I can use it as a teaching thing. So I'll be, as we're going through the process and we're learning about them and they're learning about franchising, they can, they can go, oh, yeah, I remember reading that in the book. You know, that, that's what you're talking about. Okay, I got it. That makes a lot of sense to me. So it, it's really kind of helped me in terms of taking better care or servicing the people I'm working with. And, and Pete, um, to, help our, to help our listeners you know, kind of get a sense, um, you know, what is a customer worth to your business over time? Yeah, it's a hard question. Simply, I'm a, I'm a matchmaker, so I get a placement uh, a fee. So when I work with somebody and they end up investing in a franchise, I get a referral fee from the franchise. They're very similar to how a realtor is. So it, mm -hmm. it can be it's, – it's more of a one-time thing. But 
the strength of uh, a candidate I work with when I place them is, is as much about getting the referral fee is it about them referring future people to me. So it's not mm-hmm. uncommon for when I place somebody, for example, I just placed somebody a couple months ago. I think they've already sent three referrals to me. And so wow. I would tell you that it, it's almost priceless, um, you know, where I have people that will uh, order my book. Uh, they work with me. They'll order my book for somebody they know or care about and say, you know, you've got to read this book and you've got to talk to Pete. So fair to say that a customer can be worth multiple thousands of dollars to your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you, you know, one of the things that you do that I love, and I just want to call attention to it for our listeners, and, and there have been other authors um, who also utilize the book heavily in what I'll call, um, you know, personal selling. And, and a big part of your business is personal selling in the sense that you have a prospect that's interested in engaging you as a consultant to help them make a franchise match. And what they do is exactly what you said. They literally uh, mail or even FedEx a copy of the book to the prospect in advance of either the, the telephone conversation or, or in some cases the in-person conversation. And what that does to your credibility is night and day. Um, they're now talking to a trusted advisor <clears throat> as opposed to talking to, you know, what they think is somebody trying to sell them something. And, and that positioning is, is priceless. Um, so I, I just want to call our listeners' attention to how you're using the book in, in personal selling. And the most important thing is you're making sure they get the book in their hands before they talk to you. So when they are talking to you, they realize how credible you are, and they realize that they're talking to a trusted advisor, not a salesperson. Absolutely. And I think one of the benefits of the book is if you look at the end of each chapter, not only do I have chapter summaries, but I then uh, have uh, point them back to my brand, uh, which is my website, uh, where they can get additional resources. And so the book is always kind of connecting with people, helping them, but it's also a way to always point them back to my services, uh, you know, a trusted consultant. Yeah, and, you know, one other thing that I'll, I'll mention that, that, that you said, and I think it's brilliant, and it, it really lends itself well to your type of business. But, but as you were saying, uh, a lot of people that invest in franchise ownership, they, um, especially if they have a lot of success, they can immediately think of a lot of friends, a lot of family members that, that they would say, you know, you, you really should start your own business. You, you know, you, you should really consider, you know, being a franchise owner. And I can see your book easily being as as gifts um, to to other people and and that in and of itself has a word of mouth effect that just can't be um, can't be underestimated yeah i mean i I think of the story I have a, a gentleman that i I know just an acquaintance uh, maybe a friend, but he literally bought my book he drove it over to a friend's house and put it on his front step. And then send them a message saying, I just left a great book for you on your front step. You need to read this, and you need to talk to Pete. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and he wouldn't be doing that with your brochure. Right, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about um, publicity. Let's talk about media. 
Uh, a lot of authors, you know, one of the reasons why they invest in a book is because it is something that, that can get them media publicity. Uh, what have been the ways that you've used the book um, to accomplish some of those things? Yeah, I think one of the things is I went out and hired a, a PR firm to try to drive or promote uh, the book in the marketplace. And so uh, they've been able to get me uh, published in multiple publications uh, as well as get me scheduled for a radio stations. So from just a simple media standpoint, I'm leveraging the book to get in front of uh, people in the media. Uh, number two is I'm using it to get myself in front of uh, the right people for speaking engagements. So, for example, speaking at the local chamber, leveraging uh, my book uh, as a way to be able to do that. So from a simple PR kind of standpoint, I'm using it there, uh, as well as just on social media, leveraging, again, a, a PR firm book and book in front of, you know, all the different things, whether it's uh, uh, Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, stuff like that, trying to tie it all in to increasing the, I guess it would be the credibility of the book, um, the substance of the book, uh, so that it's relevant in the marketplace. So, so Pete, let, let's dig into the media just a, a little bit deeper. Um, have you been able to see a, an impact uh, in terms of, so you've got the media, and, and when you get media, we both know that that immediately helps credibility because, you know, when you've been interviewed in the local newspaper, when you've been featured on ABC or Fox, you know, people see that, they hear that and say, oh, you know, th this person must really know what they're talking about. Uh, otherwise, you, you wouldn't have been interviewed. You wouldn't have been featured. Um, have you have you been able to see any tangible results in your business where either a the media is generating leads or the increased credibility from the media is pushing people over the edge to work with you more quickly? Um, what type of outcomes is the media and publicity uh, driving for you? Well, I think it's number one. It is obviously increased my credibility. So I'll give you an example. I had uh, an article written in Florida. Uh, in one of the cities, I think it was Orlando, in, in their paper. And I literally, one of my candidates, because I work with people all over the country, literally got a copy of it, uh, and I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be running, and literally sent it to me. and said, this is so cool, I'm working with you, and, and you're in, in my local paper. And so I think, one, is the credibility uh, from that standpoint. And then number two is I think it's, it's beyond that. I think it's you're, as you're out there and you, you publish more stuff, articles, and you're on more interviews, just by the nature of it, your presence in the marketplace, um, you know, kind of in the digital side, it continues to grow. And, and that's really what you're doing as a business owner. You want to grow your presence, become stronger, and, and there's a real benefit, a tangible benefit to that as a business owner. And it's, it's additional business, right? It's growing that, that business, uh, that reputation, but more importantly is monetizing it. You know, something that you said that I think is really important, and it's worth reiterating to our listeners, I always ask the question, Pete, um, you know, I'll say, if someone Googles your name, uh, will they have to pack a lunch? And and it, it's a tongue-in-cheek question that I like to ask, and, and people usually giggle and laugh. And, and I say, but but seriously, if I Google your name, is there going to be so much stuff about you online that, that literally I would have to pack a lunch just to get through it all because it's that much stuff? And the point that you make is, is very good that, 
you know, in, in 2015, 16, and beyond, um, the way that people search for things, for products, for companies, for relationships is, is they, they go to a search engine and they type in your name. And if a lot of really good stuff doesn't come up, um, then you're going to lose them. And one of the biggest reasons I encourage our authors to invest in publicity um, for their business and to invest in publicity for their book is every time that you get featured in a business journal in Orlando or a radio station in uh, Kansas City or a newspaper in Cleveland, all of that stuff that is offline is also online. And so now when I type Pete Gilfillan, uh, you know, there's now 50 different pages, and 10 of those 50 pages are articles that have been written about you and your book or, uh, you know, links to the interviews that you've been featured on, w- which builds your credibility. And so building out your digital footprint is something that can't be underestimated, and uh, and publicity is one of the best ways to build a digital footprint. Yeah, and I think I fell short uh, as I was going through the process of writing the book that I did not leverage Vantage Media Group's um, resources because you guys put conferences on for, you know, book marketing and things like that, and I didn't attend any of those. And if I did it all over again, I would have attended those because I think you get a ton of valuable information. And if I would have known some of that stuff, one, I I think I would be even doing a lot better. Um, And it just – so I would encourage anybody that's – you know, working with Advanced Media Group to leverage all the resources that you guys have to help market the book because it's it's invaluable what you guys provide and it helps build that infrastructure that we were just talking about in terms of that digital footprint. So so let's talk about some other ways that you've incorporated the book into your business and maybe some tangible takeaways for our listeners, things that you've done with your book that, that maybe other people could copy. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes that, as I wrote the book, I didn't really think about until, you know, I was very close to publishing the book, about creating a website that supported the book, uh, a place where I could point people back, I could provide additional resources and things like that. Um, And I would encourage any author to uh, develop the infrastructure behind the book, a website where you can provide all kinds of uh, different additional materials for them. It's, it's your brand, uh, and it's kind of leveraging the, the, uh, the book uh, from that standpoint, uh, I think is one of the things that I would uh, suggest people do. And then, you know, as, as I think I've shared with you before, Adam, that one of the big things that I, I didn't figure out quickly is that, hey, listen, maybe I should try to become a bestseller. Uh, maybe I should go and go out there and and drive to become an Amazon bestseller. And so I kind of figured out when I was very close to finishing the book, uh, boy, it was published in February this year, that I wanted to become an Amazon bestseller. And I figured that would be worth something to me, uh, whether it's a credibility, professional, um, you know, just exposure. And so I didn't start that soon enough. And, and literally uh, it took me about six months to get that in place uh, to become a bestseller on Amazon. And so I would encourage anybody that's on this path as an author uh, with Advantage Media Group to really kind of think about the big picture and plan ahead uh, and the marketing. But more importantly, how can you take that book and make it an elite level? Because once you become an Amazon seller, you know, it's like publishing a book. Nobody can ever take that away from you. And, and so I think that that's really something that people should consider as they go forward uh, with their books. 
You, you know, Pete, so you bring up something really interesting, and, and I think it, it illustrates a great point. You mentioned that the book was published in February. You accomplished Amazon bestseller status in October. Um, there's conventional wisdom in the book business that you've got one or two months after your book comes out to do all the marketing and all the promotion, and then after that, it's just dead. Um, I've never believed that personally. I think that if you were creating a book as a marketing tool to grow your business, that that the book is a marketing asset that can last you for years. Um, in fact, I've got stories of authors where the book has lasted them decades. Um, but but the point that you make of you know the book came out in February, you were a little slow to get started on all the marketing. But you have done the marketing, and it's worked. I don't know. Maybe you can just speak to that for one more second because you illustrate such a great point that, that yeah, if you had it to do over again, and if, if – I shouldn't say if, but when you do your second book, you'll do it differently. But, but still, you, you accomplished Amazon bestseller status, and you're continuing to do marketing today even though the book's been out in the world for, for 10 months already. Yeah, I look at the book as a living, living document from the standpoint is that I, I'm not, I'm going to continue to market the book because I think, you know, it's an asset. I've invested time and money into this. And so to your point, I'm going to run the asset as long as I can. And, and my point with this is that, you know, get into and plan it early, plan your marketing while you're writing the book so that it all kind of happens and you can then build momentum that you can carry a very long period for a very, period, very long time. And, I, you know, the Advanced Media Group, when I came to you guys and I said, listen, I want this to become a bestseller, you guys were, were kind enough to tell me how to go about doing that and what steps I needed to do. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have known that. And so that was a real advantage. I think I would have just asked the question a little bit sooner um, because it, there, it's tangible. So I'll give you an example. Becoming a bestseller, it took me six months of planning uh, to be able to achieve that in October. And I did things like, uh, for example, I had a book uh, launch party. All of my book was published in February. I had a book launch party in October to support uh, becoming a bestseller. And I can't tell you how many people came up to me and go, Pete, I, I never knew you were an author. But more importantly, I can tell you that just that party alone, I probably have three people that have come to me and said, Pete, you know, I'd really like to kind of, uh, I've read your book, and I'd kind of like to use your services. Now, these people that I, I you know, I bump into on a regular basis, and they would have never thought about it unless I had the book and invited them to the party, and they read it, and then they go, oh, maybe I should talk to Pete. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a great point that, you know, there's people that live next door to you that, that know what you do, and it wasn't until the book launch party that it finally dawned on them that, you, you know, actually, we need to have a conversation. Um, I, I hear that all the time with authors and in a variety of different industries. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the book launch party. Um, how'd you go about organizing it? Who all did you invite? And, and also about, you know, how much money did you spend? And, and the reason I ask that question, we encourage our authors to create an event around the launch of the book. If anything, because the pictures that you take from the event can be used in your marketing forever. And, and that's really, really valuable. It, it sounds like there's a lot of other tangible benefits, too. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I spent a lot of money on the bestseller campaign, you know, obviously. So I did a lot of things. But 
basically locally here in uh, Chicago. I, I literally took all my contacts, all my business contacts. So if I'm part of a, a group, uh, a chamber, I invited everybody I knew from the chamber. I invited all my circles of friends from my different relationships, and I invited everybody, so a big mixing pot, all to a, a party on a, on a basically on a Friday night. Uh, and we catered it in. We did it first class and that kind of stuff, um, you know, and, and bartenders and, and caterers and all that kind of stuff and, and made it quite an event. And I think the best part about it was is that I had the opportunity to, to talk to everybody uh, kind of in an informal setting. But more importantly, I got to address everybody. And I, I got about five minutes, and I kind of told them my story and, and, and thanked them for being there and, and really asked for their support with my book launch to to go buy the book, but more importantly is to share it with others that really care. And so I spent, uh, you know, probably three, $4,000 all said and done on the party, um, and it will pay for itself five times over easy. Um, and, and it's really created a nice platform. for and, uh, and probably some great pictures too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what, are some, what are some of the myths about writing and publishing a book that exist that that you've learned or false that that you maybe can debunk for our listeners. <laughs> All right, I, I think the first uh, myth that uh, comes to mind is, is that uh, you don't make money uh, selling books, right? So I know I'm not going to become independently wealthy selling books, right? Uh, I suspect that's not going to be the case. But if I do my book right and I market it right, it will drive my business that can make me wealthy. And so a lot of times people go, oh, you're, you're making a lot of money with your book. No, I'm not making a lot of money with my book in terms of selling books, but it is helping drive my business and, and make me more profitable, uh, I think is the first thing. The, the second thing is, is that I really sweated every single detail in the book. And as I come to find out, you know, uh, the average reader, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the average reader does not get past the first chapter in a book. Like 90% of people don't get past the first chapter of the book. <laughs> which blew me away. But, you know, and so to me, it's really the, the kind of the five things. It's the front cover. Obviously, it's the table of contents. It's the introduction. It's the first chapter. Maybe it's the, it's the back cover and, and maybe the end. Um, and if I would have known that up front, I maybe would have kind of spent a lot more time on that stuff and a little less in the middle. But it, but it all just, you know, it, it, that blew me away that 90% of people don't get past the first chapter in a book. I, I just I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, most people are just like you. They sweat, they fret, they agonize over every word, and they they do it to their own detriment. And the truth is, ninety percent of people will never know because they will never have read that far. And as much as I hate to admit it. You know, the reason we say a book is a marketing tool to grow your business is because it's really a game. Marketing is a game of perception. And again, when someone sees your book, they immediately perceive you to be more credible. They immediately perceive you to be an authority uh, and a uh, expert. Even if, quite frankly, the 200 pages of your book were blank. The, the truth is they would probably never even open up the book to know that the pages were blank. So um, you're right. Your statistic is accurate, and that is that even people that love you, your own spouse and children, uh, probably aren't <laughs> going to read your book. Right. And um, 
care should be given for the people that do read your book. We want your book to read as good as any book you'd find in a bookstore, but to the point of where do you really apply the energy, uh, as you said, applying that energy to the title and subtitle, to having a really attractive table of contents. And the other piece of it is uh, what we call the back cover copy. You know, when somebody looks at your book, you've got seven seconds uh, when somebody picks it up and then they flip it over to really captivate their attention. So, so having a really powerful title and subtitle, uh, having really good copy on the back of the book. And one thing that you did, that, that you've done that's very, very important is you also got what we call a celebrity forward. Um, you got Darren Hardy, the publisher of Success Magazine, who, who's a pretty well-known celebrity, probably in business circles, to, to write a forward of your book. Maybe you can just speak for a second about the celebrity factor of getting him involved and, and, what positive impact perhaps that's had. Yeah, so Darren Hardy, I've been very fortunate to uh, meet him several times, Be uh, go to a couple of his um, business forums where he pulls in small uh, business owners, bring them together for a couple of days and kind of downloads lots of different uh, strategies on how to grow your business. And, and so through time, I've got to know him. And uh, when I started the project of writing the book, he certainly likes the idea of people writing books, all the benefits we've talked about today. And so when the book was done, I thought, well, I'd like to ask him to write the foreword. And he kind of came back to me and says, Pete, you know, I get lots of requests. I get 20 requests a week for people to write forwards. And, you know, I'm very busy. And and so uh, he doesn't really write forwards. And he was so kind to take the time out of his busy schedule to write the foreword for my book, uh, probably because he, he knows that, you know, I'm very sincere about trying to help people. And really, his new book, uh, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, which is a, a bestseller, um, he believes that you know people really should look at becoming entrepreneurs. So for those reasons, he wrote my forward, and, and I borrowed a little bit of his brand, and he knows it um, because of his strength. Uh, it just gives an, another uh, additional credibility to my book that maybe it wouldn't have if it wasn't for, for him being uh, writing my forward. Yeah, you know, Pete, one of the things we talk about in, in authority marketing is we, we talk about the power of associating with people that have even more authority than you, and that authority rubs off on people. Um, you know, it's, a, it's authority by association, and so you, you did that, and you did that very well. Um, as we wrap up and, and kind of as we begin to get our back up against the clock, I, I want to talk about a second about, about money, about ROI. Um, clearly, when you did the book, it was because you felt that the book could have a positive impact on your business, allow you to grow your business, allow you to put more income in your pocket. Um, what type of ROI has the book been able to deliver for you? And, you know, is it something that, 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 an investment you'd make again? Is it something you'd tell other people to do? And how does it compare to other ways that you've marketed your business? Yeah, a couple things on that. Number one is I'd encourage anybody that's writing a book to leverage resources. So, so for example, with me, I my book turned out okay, the first draft of it. And, and thanks to Patty, she connected with somebody that could help me make it, make it stronger. Uh, and so I encourage people to invest. If you're going to get into the project, do it right. Invest the money. And I can tell you that I've invested a fair amount of money into my book, but the ROI is going to be absolutely amazing. So I'm calculating uh, the ROI will be a 100% uh, 
I'll call it 18 to 24 months. So my, so my, the process I take people through takes some time. Uh, so I won't really see the full benefit uh, for about the next 18 to 20 months. But I see a 100% ROI on this business um, going forward. And, and Pete, you're, you're a pretty um, progressive and, and active marketer. You're always doing things to promote your business. Uh, where does the book fall in to the mix when you compare the book to other things that you do? Well, it's my number one marketing tool now. It will have the biggest return for me. Um, it has been my biggest marketing investment, and it is a, an asset that I look at. So it is, again, my top marketing um, credential. So, for example, I'm looking at, uh, and I've got it under development, creating a surprise and delight packet. So when somebody kind of uh, finds out about my services and wants to talk to me about my consulting, part of that surprise and delight package I'll send out, or a wow package, I guess would be a better term for it, the book will be in there, and some other things. And so it is the best marketing tool that I think any any small, medium size, or even large business can have uh, is investing in a book. Uh, doing it right, uh, marketing it, and leveraging it, uh, but I, I look at it as being my best marketing investment that I could make. Pete, um, for those that want to learn more, you know, obviously uh, the first thing I would do is encourage them to purchase a copy of your book, which they can find on Amazon, they can find uh, in, in major bookstores, and the title of that book is Hire Yourself, uh, Control Your Own Destiny Through Franchise Ownership. But for those that want to contact you directly, uh, maybe a, a phone number, a website, or an email address so people can uh, learn more and get in touch. Yeah, so best number is uh, 630-904-7900. Again, 630-904-7900. Or my website is very good, hireyourselfbook.com. Well, there you have it. Uh, Pete Gilfillan, author of Hire Yourself. It's available on Amazon. It's available in bookstores. Uh, you can visit him online at hireyourselfbook.com. Dot com. Um, Pete, you have shared an incredible amount of information with our listeners. Um, thank you so much. It, it's been a really great call. Thank you for having me. It was a real honor. Well, on behalf of Pete Gilfillan, I'm Adam Witte, and I want to thank you for listening to this month's Author Success University Teleseminar presented by Advantage Media Group. To have your book considered for publishing by Advantage, visit us online at advantagefamily.com. And make sure you tell us that you tuned into this Author Success University for your complimentary Grow Your Business with a Book discovery call. Until next time, take care.